Okay, we have a short day, so we're going to pick up with those and review it from last time. Perik Revi'i, Chelek Al Perik Revi'i, Ozdalid. Hopefully we'll finish Ozdalid and maybe read Ozhei, and then we'll say a very tell about it and uh, move on. Okay, so we'll go a little bit quickly through Ozdalid, just get our bearing um, in Oz Gimel. We discussed the idea that in Oz Beis and Gimel before, the Aldam is a Morkov of Gashmias and Ruchnias. So Ozdalid continues with, and also the Aldam's environment is the environment of Gashmias that he, that, he, that he lives with that's dark and blocks the presence of a Baruch Hu. So last time we spoke about Ozdalid, about the idea that within the Gashmias, a person has the ability to gain Shlemus. Let's read through it quickly, and then we'll see the next ice and speak about it. Ulam. So even though we are enveloped in the Gashmias and the darkness of this world, Hashem's Chachma dictated for the depth of his Chachma, Hashem organized everything where even though a person must be embedded within the physicality, as we've spoken before, after the chait, etc., to create that from the physicality itself and from doing physical actions, one can achieve his completeness, and he can uplift himself to purity, to, perf- to refinement, rather, and up to, uh, and to high, high levels. And we'll, we'll speak on this a little bit, that his falling down actually is the means of his raising higher. So this, it's almost like a spring or a rubber band that when you, when you spring down, the energy allows him to move even higher. The overcoming of the obstacles makes him into someone who is even bigger. Then a person can, can achieve... Um, preciousness and glory, which is unmatched, unparalleled. That he has the ability to flip darkness into light. And he can take the shadow of darkness and he can turn it into a shining, um, a shining light. So just briefly over here, the Medrash embraces Rabbah says, and the Medrash brings down many... Um, Many examples of what Tov Me'oid symbolizes. One striking example that's brought down in the Medrash is that Tov Me'oid is the Yitzhahara, which actually seems very counterintuitive because the Yitzhahara seems to be not Tov. Tov is, you know, that David Melk says, the Ani Kirvas Elokim Li Tov, that goodness is defined as, as connection or closeness to Kosh Baruch Hu. The Yitzhahara is the opposite. It's what's Masis, that's what brings us away from Kosh Baruch Hu. So not only is the Yitzhahara not Tov, it's Ra. And that's why it doesn't have any kiyam, and it's all, right. But but it uh, tov me'od is, is 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 a stretch, right? So the the pshat and the medrash that the Elam says is the following: that the Yitzhar is tov me'od because tov is a level of a natural dvekas to kodesh baruch hu. Tov me'od is something which is beyond just being good. It's it's something which is beyond good. It's tov me'od. It it, it supersedes the norm or the standard. What Yitzhahara is referred to in the in the um, as the klipas, right? We've heard this before. A klipa, the shell, the husk. The reason why it's called a shell or a husk is because a shell or a husk is something which has absolutely no intrinsic value whatsoever. Yitzhi, I'm sure you'll explain to me dietarily why it has some value to it. But myself, as far as the growth of the fruit, it has it has no value afterwards. You're not meant to eat it. What it's there to do is, though, is to protect the fruit and to allow the fruit to receive the nutrients that it needs for the fruit to grow. Once the fruit is grown and is completed, then the, then the shell falls off. It's thrown away. It's discarded. Um... And 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 Zeo. so to the Sahara is Tov Me'od because what it is, it's able to take a person and elevate him higher than what he is by testing him, by teasing him, by pushing him. Just like when we work out, we 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 push our muscles to the max, the muscle gets destroyed in the process, it rips and it's and it regrows to something which is greater and is and is bigger. Sometimes it's the counterforce to a person which causes the person to grow to greater heights than where he was before. That's what makes the Tzara Tov Me'od. I saw once from Chaim Freelander discusses the, the concept that it says, Like the actions of Mitzrayim, don't do, and like Canaan, that I'll bring you there, don't do, don't walk in my chukus. The Medrash over there says that Mitzrayim and Canaan were the worst of all the Goyim in the history of the entire world, right? Mitzrayim was Erva Saaretz, yeah, whatever you're seeing now, that was all Kail Yitzi, it was all Kail and Mitzrayim. The Sfarim say that all Gullus was Kail and Mitzrayim, that the, the, the Mitzrayim were, were the, were the hard to imagine, but, but, but even, even without social media and Facebook and whatever else things they had, they, 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 they were able to somehow, like, they had Kishif, they had Kishif, right? 
They didn't need the they didn't need the kishif on the iPhone. They had the kishif on the on, on the real kishif. Um, but the, it's called Eretz Haaretz for a reason. And Canaan also was was a putrid, disgusting place. Adkelekach that you know that we have many averes um, like Chukasakom, Dark Amuri, not to not to follow in them. Um, and anything that they get their hands on becomes tummy immediately. Beautiful Tesis. Tesis asks the question: Why is it that a matseva is usher? Not a matzeva on a grave, but but using a monument and davening is is is, a, is an usher thing. Whereas we found Avram Vino and Yitzchak and Yaakov, the elders had had matzevas, and 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 the Tesis says because once the Amurim or the Kananim got their hands on using a matzeva, that became an anathema to Kodesh Baruch Hu. That anything that they touched, that they that they used in their their quote unquote aveda or their life was something which a yid should stay very very far away from. So even something which theoretically they could have been holy has been was was destroyed by them. That's how bad they were. That anything they got their hands on was was automatically considered in the Torah as being. Yeah, all, all these shaylos, all the Talmudic, great. So Rechaim asks the question. He says, he says the following. I don't, I don't get it. What's the shot that Klal Yisrael was taken from the most disgusting nation and brought to the most disgusting nation? The, the Medrash seems to say, and the answer is that that's what formed Klal Yisrael to be Klal Yisrael. That Klal Yisrael became who they were because they were up against such a steep competition. That when a person has force that's exerted against it, it's when the kaiches of the person has to come out. If a person is put in a matzav where where everything is happy and, and plain Jane and he can stroll on, so then he never develops himself. His kaiches never come out. If there's ever a, a counter to him and there's ever something which is pushing against him, then he has to start fighting. And that's when you're able to bring the kaiches out. It brings a muscle that one doesn't really appreciate the value of sweet until that it's, it's pinned against something that's spicy. It causes the, 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 the sweetness to have to overcome the spicy or the spicy to overcome the sweet and then you have to add, etc. Otherwise, it, it, it's, it's, stam, it's it's there. So you activate something's kaiches when you pushed against it. So Kleiser was formed in the crucible of Mitzrayim because Mitzrayim was a nigud to everything that they represented. Um, that's why the, the, the that's why Klaus was there. Ervas Arts and Klaus was Gudurim Barayas. Canaan also to bring out the best in Klaus. We had to be brought to a place that was mole with with with, with Tuma Ad Kerekach. That there's a the Lo Sichaya Kol Neshama. That the Torah commands us to destroy everybody who lives, and that's what the Sfarim speak of the idea of the seven nations of of Eretzral were connected the seven spheres of Tuma. Right, chesed through malchus in the in the world of Tumah, that Hashem created a system of zelu mazen. Just like there's a, an order of kedusha, there's also an order of sitra achra that that's kmenaged to it. And the, and the fighting between Klai Yisrael and the and the and the, and the seven nations was kmenaged the fighting of the forces of, of of tov against the forces of evil. So yeah, you I, you always I have a question though, because I read it two two different uh, things on the parsha. Yesterday, that uh, k- k- when the Meraglim went in, that the, the Kananim were not, that they were actually on a, on a high level. On a higher level? On a high level, yeah. They said Eo, who was a Tanik, was their. Uh, was there uh, aloof and he had, he had uh, I mean, died. I mean, first of all, the Machalik is who Eov was, but, but I mean, yes, yeah, you, yeah. you know, that is Maramis to in Rashi already in the Pasuk. It says, Moshe ben Asim, Mim Yesh Lacham Eitz. So Eitz means if there's some kind of a tzaddik, right? Which I guess really, like, I think that the Chiddush is the opposite of what you're saying almost, that, that if Lui Yitzor, they would have had a tzaddik. Well, as terrible as they were, right, they would have been substantive. It was in, I think, uh, uh, Orkans, uh, Tzadikim, right. right. saying that they were they were not. I mean, that's hard. It's, he, he it's, it's hard. To like I just told you, the Medrash, the Medrash says, Kim Eisert, Kanan, that they were the worst of the world. We know we have a mitzvah. We have, well, I, I mean, I, I'm not, so I'm not sure where, where, where the sources you're coming from. The, we have a mitzvah to get rid of them. Yeah, we, have an is, we have an Isra to leave them alive even, right? Yeah. Not, not, not only that, uh, you know, they are, they are, right, more than that, more than that. Wait, 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 the Isra of Chasnos in the Torah Sefer Yireim, one of the Rishonim, held that it's limited to the seven nations, right? We, 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 I think we paskin that chasnas again is defined as living with a goita in some form of a marital state. You don't have to actually be married, but if you live with her husband and wife style, so they are Rishonim that held it only applied to them. Vice versa, they were the worst, right? Like, they're not worse than them. What? Yeah, okay. Well, I like, I like to see it, but, but, but the point is that anyway, the that Hashem brought Klaus to the places where there is there is opposition. Opposition is what brings our kaiches. So we wonder throughout this Gal Samar why there's always been opposition. There's been opposition physically to us, opposition to us in, in, the, in the realm of the cerebral, different movements, communism, socialism, uh, the, dare I say, democracy, the need for enlightenment, or they were physically chasing after Klal Yisrael. All of these things, they were uh, theocratic, different. 
differences that we had between us and the Goyim, all these things were there to push on the Yidim to make us better. So it's only from the Choshech, with the counterbalance, by pushing on something, that you're able to bring out its full growth. And what it is, that's what Michal is saying over here, that, 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 that it's the overcoming of an obstacle that brings out the ore even, even, even greater in, in, in a person. There's an incredible Shemesh Shmuel. Um, there's two Shemeshmuls, but there's a credible Shemeshmul about Yaakov and Esav. Um, I'll say it very quickly, but it's, it's very important. Which is that, what, what was Yitzchak Avinu's understanding of what he was for Esav, right? That Yitzchak was blind, he, right? He didn't, he didn't know, he had no idea, he had no idea that, that he was Ish Sadeh. It was, it was not something which, I mean, it's very hard to assume that Esav, I know it was Sayyid Befiv, and that Esav was, was tricking his father and asking him wonderful Allah Shailas, but like, come on, we all know the guy whose whole Torah is like the Rabbi Zilberstein Shailas, that, that, that he's not really Tamachacham, right? You look at a guy, you see one guy is, is looking away in Ksais and Sivas and Taisus and whatnot. What? It's hard to fake it. It's hard to fake it. Tati, what, do, do you mice your salt? Right? Like, I, I don't know. Yaakov is spending like, you know, 23 hours a day in the oil. Like, I, I think, I, it's the positive. They grew up and they went separate ways. It's very hard to imagine Yitzchuk didn't notice that there was this difference. Not only that, it's enough to say maybe, maybe, maybe he tricked, he tricked Yaakov. Maybe we could say something like that. I mean, Yitzchak, pardon me. Esau tricked Yitzchak. But it, it's worse than that. When, when Yitzchak goes to get the bracha, Sorry, when 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 Esav goes to, when Yaakov gets the bracha, he steals the bracha from Esav through 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 trickery, through deceit, whatever. We can discuss that in a second. And then and then and then what ends up happening is that Esav comes back and he says um, the exact question of the post. I can't remember. But, Do you not have anything left for me? And he's crying and he tells him, "I'm sorry, I already gave your bracha away." Right? That means that if Yitzchak Yaakov didn't trick Yitzchak then the only bracha would have gone to Esau, which means that Yaakov never, there was never a bracha that was intended for, for Yaakov, right? That's a funny thing. Like, it's one thing to tell me that, okay, he made him think he's a good guy, but to, to think your other son was unworthy and that Esau should have taken the entire Bechorah and all of Kaisal should have been from Esau and not, and Yaakov, not of a chelak in it, is, is, is ridiculous. I mean, you have enough fighting in yeshivas between two brothers of, of a son of Yeshiva that, like, you know, the Tati felt the need to pass it to both children. Yitzchak wouldn't have passed it to both kids. The Masmid wouldn't have gotten a chelak. Like, it's, it's just, it's, 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 it's baffling. So Shem Shmuel says the following word. He says, no, we don't understand it. He says, Avada Yitzchak knew his children. He knew Esav's kaiches, he knew Yaakov's kaiches. And he, serves, he said they served two very different roles. That Yaakov would have functioned as the Kohen Gadol. He would have functioned as the one that was the Fnai Wilfnim. He was the one that was Kokulu, absorbed in, in Kedusha, or the, the one of the base Medrash. He would have been the, the spiritual connection between the future Kla Yisrael, or the future partner, partnership of, of Yaakov and Esav, um, that would have been. Esav's job was to be the Malach. And that's why Esau was an Edoimi. David Melch also was born with red. They were both hairy, right? That means that they have an output in the physical world. They, had, they were Magushim. David Melch was, was Magushim. I don't mean that in a bad way. Of course, David Melch was one of the most spiritual people we had. But that's because David Melch was able to take all of his Gashmias and he was able to conquer it. And he was able to use it and be Ma'alit Latov. Adkarekach, we spoke well last week, that David Melch said, Vilibi Chalol Bekirbi. He was able to tie his Eitzra, a person that has such a propensity of physicality, who was strong, who was, who was physical. <clears throat> who, who, who was able to subjugate the physicality as the Melech and fight wars and conquer the Goyim and flip them over into, the, into, into Toiv, which was ultimately accomplished by Shlomo Melech until the downfall that Shlomo was able to, to, to basically flip over the entire Goyish world into ser- serving Akash Baruch, which was where his downfall was. But we'll, we'll, we'll hold that for a second. But Balamaisa, that's what Yitzchak had envisioned for, for Esau. Esau would have been the... the, the the Zvulin, I mean, Zvulin's not the right term. It would have been the Melech. And, and Yaakov would have been the Kayin. And Kleisar would have been split under these two roles. And the Lashon he used over there is the same Lashon over here. Is that the Aveda, I'm going to say it wrong, but it's, it's, um, it's, ha, it's Havcha of, of, of Chayshach, the flipping over of dark, which is what the Ramchal is referring to over here. Flipping the darkness into light, meaning taking the physical, taking the challenge, exerting yourself over the challenge, and, and bringing out the Nakuda of a Kosh Baruch in the world, in an area where it was hidden, is a greater Eloi and a greater demonstration of Hashem's oneness. Ramchal, and we'll come back to Yitzhak and Esau in a minute, but Ramchal speaks about the idea that the whole purpose of the Briyam, we've referenced this many times, is to bring out the Yichud of a Baruch Hu, that our connection to Hashem in the next world will be through the Midah of His oneness, of His Yichud. Why isn't it through His Chachma? Why isn't it through His, through his, his Gvura? Why isn't it through what? 
Chesed. Why isn't it through any of the other midas? The answer is because those midas are not something that we really have the ability to understand. We can only understand something through Akasha and a Teret. So a Havamina and a Maskana. If a Kosh wanted to show us that he's really a big Chacham, so he would show us stupidity. And from the stupidity, we would know that he's a Chacham. The answer is no, that doesn't work. Stupidity and Chacham are not opposites of each other, right? The, b- stupidity is, is stupidity. It's lacking Chacham and Chacham is Chacham. If I see how stupid somebody is, I don't realize then how smart somebody else is. Yeah, I can see the contrast that he's dumb and he's smart, but I can't be omit on the concept of Chochmah from stupidity. But from Pirud and Yichud, I most certainly can. If I see a world where I, I, I see disparate parts and it looks like there are different elements of control, different gods, different, different powers which are running the world, and I see ultimately that really there was just the hand of Hashem running the whole thing and nothing exists in Him. Ain El Maladai. So from living in the world of disparate parts, I could be Oymid on the oneness of Akash Baruch Hu. That will be the window into Akash Baruch Hu's essence in the next world, which we will perceive as oneness, is through His concept of Yichud. The world of Hester that we have here blocks Akash Baruch Hu's reality. Every mitzvah that we do in this world shines a light in an area of darkness where Akash Baruch Hu's presence was not in the world. And that's what it means to be miyachar Akash Baruch Hu and, 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 and his world and to bring out the covet of his malchus. And the world is that through our mitzvah mitzvahs that we do, we uncover a different area of where Hashem's light was really here in the face of where it looked when it was, when it was dark. And that's the concept of being mahapech the, the Gashmias. You see an area of Gashmias that says, wow, there's no Akash Baruch Hu here. There's no Tov that's here. And a person's able to take it and overcome it and work with it and use it and bring Kedusha on a place where it was dark before. Then he has brought and he demonstrated Hashem's oneness in that area. And, and he now has the credit forever in, in that revelation and will enjoy the, the schus of that revelation in the next world forever. Now Akash Baruch Hu will, will reveal himself anyway. Whether or not we deserve it or not, we've spoken about this. The pasuk later on, Hazinu Ruata Kiani Anihu. Shem says, "See now, it was I. I was the one who caused life. I was called death. I injured and I healed. Right? There's nothing other than me." So, Kosh Baruch will reveal that one day. But we have a chance with our mitzvahs and our ma'asim to to be partners in that, to chip away at the veil of darkness and show the ones of Kosh Baruch The only way that we can do that is by is by taking on the dark areas of the bria. There is an obscure Kosh Baruch and showing that his oneness is 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 is, is there. Um, we, we, we oftentimes feel that our personal challenges that we have in life are a detour, that they are a means of, of um, getting in the way of what we want to do. And we don't realize that sometimes they, they define who we are because that's our ability to bring light and dark, uh, bring light in an area which is dark and to, be, and to bring a yichod. That's what Kiddush Shem means. Kiddush Shem means that you, you, you're Megala, Kedusha, and a place where there's a chil, a chil comes the word vacuum or a halal, an emptiness, right? The world, Kedush created the world, he removed his presence in the world. That result refers to that as the halal, the empty space. Kiddush Shem bring Kedusha. Kedusha means that which is separate and higher and transcendental from this world. When one can bring the world of transcendental to the world of the profane, to the world of chil, and to the emptiness, he can fill it with the or of a Baruch Hu. That's Kedusha. So when we're Mekadosh Hashem we do it through our mitzvahs, we do it through our ma'isim, we do it through people seeing the greatness of a Baruch Hu in this world. We reveal Hashem's oneness in the world where there's dark. That, that's ultimately going to be the window of to, into, into Olam Haba where our schar is going to come from. So sometimes the darkest part of ourselves, the greatest challenges that we have, will ultimately not be a detour, but rather be the means that we can gain our Olam Haba. It's one thing to say that a Baruch Hu exists when there's a Mikdash. And then we can do Aveda. Something to exist when we have Eretz Ra'al, we can do Aveda. When we're in Golis, it's a whole other ballgame that a Kosh can exist there. And even in the depths of a concentration camp, in the basement, early in the morning, sneaking tefillin on one by one, finding a way to gather together shoe polish to make light for a menorah, or, or, or stealing the, the oven that they used to manufacture bullets and use it to bake matzahs and eat it in secret, that a Kosh could exist even there, that's, that's, that's the ultimate Chiddush. And that's, that's a deep, deep perception of Kosh Yichol, which Yidim were able to be Megala throughout the time in, in the Golis. That's the Eloida flipping the, the dark into light. So on a personal level also, the areas that we have struggle, and Kosh Baruch can exist in a person that has intelligence issues, Kosh Baruch can exist in a person that has, that has medical issues, Kosh Baruch can exist in a person from Kaddish Shemayim where, 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 he has, where, where he has poverty issues, or, or, or family issues, or Shalmai's issues, or whatever it is that the person's going through. Adar Abba, it's not the Vort that that's a problem, a detour, if I can just be done with it, I'll do my Vodas Hashem. Adorabah, that's that's toiv that's being mahapech the darkness into into light. So Esau's job was to do that in the bria, and Yaakov was to maintain the kesher in the bria. What happened though is that 
Rivka saw that Esau would not have flipped the darkness for light. Rivka knew that Yaakov, and, and Yitzchak knew that was a problem, but he figured if he gave him the brachas. Now, if you look at the brachas, the brachas, right? It's all about the physical. There's nothing spiritual in those brachas whatsoever. There was no bracha you should learn a lot in, in the bracha of, of, of Yitzchak. It was all about the physical world because Esau was going to be the Melech and he needed the bracha to bring the Gashmias and the Bria, to flip the Gashmias to Toiv and to provide it to Yaakov and, and to the Tamarich Chamim. And there was going to be a partnership. There was going to be a partnership, right? Sanhedrin and the Melech, Kayin and the Melech. But Rivka knew that he wouldn't use the darkness and flip it to light, but rather he would excel in becoming more shakua in the Gashmias, and she did not have faith that he would be able to do his job, and that's why she tricked it out, and that's why we know that, that Esau really was, was totally controlled by the world of Gashmias. That's why Sfarim say he was a bechina of the Nachash HaKadmoni, and just like the Nachash HaKadmoni had tricked um Rishon into eating from the Eitz so to the way to reverse the effect of the Yitzhahar on this world was to trick Esau out of the bracha. That's why I had Dafka through, through trickery as opposed to Rivka having a conversation. Any modern Orthodox person who thinks that Rivka and her husband didn't have Shalom Bayes because why they just talk it out, right? Is, is a stupid, right? They knew the Kabbalah. They would know that the word was because it, was, it had to be done the same way that happened. When something is kinked and, and, and twisted, the only way to untwist it is work with the twists and pull it out and strain it again. If the world became crooked, by by Alden Rishon that we were straight and we got we got twisted to the Chazbenes Rabbis and the Nachos The only way to undo that is to work with the Yitzhahara and to and to and to and to, and to straighten it out. And that was only through through trickery that something could be accomplished. Yaakov knew the Ish Ms. The Ms. of the Bria was for him to, to lie and to, and, and to trick to restore the world back to the way it was. Kedem the Chait. But 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 so what what happens to, to Yaakov? You know after he gets the bracha, he goes from being the Kol Yerman. To having to go out into Bentara for life, right? Because Asa did do his part. Yes. Asa had like two. Yeah. She is explaining, you know, what. Asa's role was. Right, that's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. And now now it was transferred to Yaakov. And now Yaakov has to be flipped to darkness. He has to live with Lavan. He has to encounter Esau. He has to deal with Dina. He has to have the whole mice with Yosef. His life turned from Tsaris on top of Tsaris. He just sat in the base mattress before. And now, all of a sudden, he's taken on the role of Melech and, and Kain Gadol, all wrapped up together, and he has to go into the physical world. And he has tr- difficulties and tragedies and, and hardships because his job now is to take the darkness of Gashmias and Mekadosh and bring the light that was there. Before, his job was just to maintain the Kesher and be the inspiration for the other end. Now he has to take on, take on, to take on, uh, take on both, both roles. There's a beautiful Shemesh Shmuel that he, he brings uh, the Rashi and in, 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 in Bamidbar. Two Shemesh Shmuel, look at that. Rashi in Bamidbar, by the county of Klai Yisrael, Rashi says something interesting over there. He says, That Hashem's chiba caused them to count them every moment. When they left Mitzrayim, he counted them. When they died in the eagle, he counted them. You know who's left? When he wanted to bring the shechina on them, he counted them. Right? Three countings. Leaving Mitzrayim, after the eagle, and, uh, and, and to bring the shechina on them. So we will ask, I understand, leave Mitzrayim, okay, we want to know how many people we're working with here, right? Also to show you, you know, the numbers of Kalei, when they left Mitzrayim, for Kabbalah, Soteria, etc. After the Chetah Egol, right, we know why we have to count them, because there are people that were not left anymore, right? Also, we could say that Klape Koshbrocho, he knows the number, he knows how many people are there, it's for us that he's doing the counting. Right? So by, by leaving Mitzrayim, we want to know what's, well, how big is Kalei For the Jewish people, we want to know how big we are. After the Egol, someone to show us that even though we sinned and there was punishment, <laughs> the numbers stayed relatively the same. Right? To show you that Akash Baruch Chesed was he maintained them afterwards. That was for us to see that we weren't, and for the Umas Island to see that we weren't decimated and Akash Baruch shouldn't be a Chil Shem Shemayim that he took us out and he destroyed us. To bring the Shechina on us, he counted us again. again. We know the number. Nothing changed. Nothing changed between the Egol and Parshat Midbar for the Mishkan to bring the Shechina. Why do we need a counting to bring the Shechina on us? Right? Chayr, Akash Baruch knows. He knows the count. So what's the word? And not only that, it's also funny. The Levim are not counted with Klai Yisrael on purpose. And Chazal tells us the reason why for that was also because they shouldn't be taken in the, in, in the Chet Meraglim and, and, and get the same punishment everybody else does. What, what, I don't know, what is one after the other? Because they're not counted, all of a sudden they're not punished by the Chet Meraglim. I mean, we always think of it like the two-strike rule. The, the baseball holds three strikes, the terror holds two strikes. What do I mean? We have Chet Egol, and then we have Meraglim. So if you did two, two bad things, so that's it. No Eretz for you, right? You only do one bad thing. The Levi and Pashtas were involved in the Meraglim fiasco. They just weren't involved in 
Chedegel. So one strike, you don't, right, well, what's, what, what doesn't make any sense, right? So what's the word? They were taken out of the count, because if they would have been part of the count, then they would have been swept up in the, in the Miraglam and got the punishment, not gone to Eretz Yisrael. count them and still don't punish them. Just because you count them doesn't mean that, that, that they have to be swept up. If really, it's a two-strike rule, and they only did one strike. The whole thing doesn't make any sense, right? You ever think about it, right? That's connected with the fact that you're not supposed to count. You know, for the accountants ordained by Kosh Baruch most certainly are supposed to count. David Melvin said he did it on his own. It's kind of right? You're counting for a billion. I know. We're not supposed to, but when a Kosh Baruch ordains a count, it is. So, but stop. So just to answer, why were the Levim not included? Why did somehow the count have something to do with the 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 the, the, the punishment of not entering Eretz by the Miraglim? Um, why do we need a count anyway if it's Gali before Kosh Baruch There's no reason for us to be Megal that we need to have a, a count. So Shemesh Shmuel addresses that and he says the following. Beautiful thing. He tainas that Christ is referred to as the sand and to the stars, right? So he explains what each Bechina represents, but when he talks about the why we're compared to the stars, he says because the stars are what brings hashpa into the Bria. And we know that, like by the Mabul, that a Baruch kicked one star out of orbit, the whole earth fell apart, right? So the stars are a muscle for Kosh Baruch hashpa coming into the world, and, and actually it's, a, it's almost like a, a metaphysical map and how a Baruch is is brings Shefa and Kiyam into the Bria. So if Kleisrael is compared to the stars, it means that just like the stars, Kleisrael down below represent the pathways of Shefa of how Kosh Baruch run and manhig the world. By counting Kleisrael, a minion is a lotion of raising a person up. Like it says, Se'u is right, right? By Paro, you, you raise somebody up. The, 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 the raising them up is that you're giving them a a job, you're giving them a tafkid, you're giving them a, a duty that they're supposed to do in the in the world. By counting them, you're appointing them. This is not counting for the sake of getting a number. This is counting almost like you have a congressional appointment and they have to vet the candidate. This is what this was. Every yid is a candidate to do whatever avoda, whatever hanhaga he's supposed to do. And if he wouldn't do his hanhaga, then the world's in terrible threat because of the fact that now we don't have a pathway of hashba that's coming into the bria and there's going to be damage if the yid doesn't do his avoda. Where does the yid finally take that avoda on? That's in Eretz Israel. Why in Eretz Because all of the Kechas of the Bria are concentrated. We could spend a long time talking about this, and we won't. I don't think we have, I think we might have concentrated in Eretz And from there, it spreads out to the rest of the world. And just like the stars in Shemaim are a map of how the Hashpa comes in the Bria, so too down in the Aretz, the, the conduit for bringing Hashpa into the Bria is every Yid. And that's his place in Eretz represents different Nekuda for the entire Bria, because Eretz is a microcosm of the rest of the Bria. So every Yid needs his particular Avaidah, and he is going to be the pathway of Hashpa in, in doing that Avaidah that he's going to do. The Leviim are not part of that. They're not. They have a different job. They're, they're, not, they're not there to be a conduit of Hashpa to bring Kosh into the Bria in that area, in that they don't have land. They don't have Gashmias. They're, 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 they're not there where they're supposed to use the Gashmias as a way to bring Hashem's light and be a pathway of Hashpa in the Bria. The Leviim are the Rebbe of Kla Yisrael. The Leviim's job is to be the spiritual guide and the Kesher between the rest of Kla Yisrael to help all the stars do what it is they're supposed to do. There has to be somebody, people running around that can infuse them with Ruchnias and Gishmak and, 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 and guide them in such a way where the stars can, can be aligned properly, the Jewish people being the stars. The Jewish people can be aligned as we like like stars to bring the Shefa into the world. The reason why that, that they weren't counted is because they don't have the same job. That's not their job and therefore they didn't get the appointment to do what Klai Yisrael did. The Chet Maraglim, when Klai Yisrael didn't want to go into Eretz Yisrael, what, what, it, what it ended up causing was is that they were refusing their appointment. The Levim weren't involved in that because again, their job was never tied necessarily to the land. Their job was never to be the conduit of Hashpah. Their job was just to be the spiritual leader. So the Avera by them was different. Kleisra refused to take on their role by the Miraglim. That's why the counting of Kleisrael was directly linked to the Chet of the Miraglim, and the Levim weren't included in that because they were, they were denying their job. They were denying that they, that they have a job to bring that Hashpah into the, into the Bria. And Sumela, that's why the Levian weren't counted because they were not given appointments in, in, in being a conduit for Ashba. And that's why they weren't, weren't that's why, the, like, like Rashi says, they shouldn't be involved in the Chaim Raglam because, again, it's, when you're appointed to a job they were and you. Involved or they, weren't? they were involved in the fiasco, yeah. but they didn't get the punishment that the other ones did uh-huh. because by everybody else, they refused to do what they were appointed. They didn't have to die in the midbar? That's what it seems like from, I mean, the Rashi over here said they weren't counted, so they shouldn't be Nichlal in the, right? What's the vort? Because if I count you, all of a sudden you're, you're, you're swept in the chait. The vort was that no, the, 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 the result of the... The thing was, was a simon that they had, had a 
a job and they're subverting their job by not going into the land. Well, VM aren't part of that cheshbon because they have a different job. It's interesting to think about it. We, we always get, I was I had this ha'ara, Yisachar and Shevet Levi always seem to get very confused, right? Yisachar is like sitting and learning and his brother is like getting his parnasa. Levi, Rambam says, anybody wants to be part of Shevet Levi, they can Shevet Levi. Like what's the difference between them? Terence is the following. Yisachar is a chalik of Almaza. He's a star, just like all of the rest of Kalei is a star. So this year is Makadash from Shemayim and brings light to dark by going to the office, by working on his field, by, by, by doing whatever he does in the world and flipping the darkness into light by Makadash from Shemayim, by living in the physical. Yisachar is part of that process also. But if you look at the bracha by Yisachar, it says that what? He's a donkey. He's a workhorse. He's working. He, it's Gashmi is what Yisachar is doing. He's mamish taking the dark and How is he doing that? By sitting in his seat and learning. Ra'a menucha kitayv. He saw the menucha of Torah. He says, where's my job going to be in this world? Where am I going to do the heavy lifting? Where am I going to do the weights to bring the Shefa Hashem in the world? I'm going to do it in the base madrash. So he saw menucha kitayv. The kol yungerman is, is a chalik of all of Kala Yisrael. He's not, he's not a rebbe. His job is not to inspire Kala Yisrael. He's not a community Kala That's Levi's job. That is not Yisachar's job. Yisachar's job is instead of working in the field, he's going to work in the base madrash. Ah, we have a problem. If he's doing that, how is he going to eat? Okay, he partnered with his brother. And the two of them have this symbiotic relationship where, where Zvulun is going to chap his schar and have to work. And, and Yisachar is going to do the heavy lifting here. It is a mahalach of taking the dark and flipping it to light. person looks at you in the light and they're like, you know, oh, they got it easy. It's not easy. Sit in your seat without ADD and, 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 and to learn, which is why if a person can't do that and he's not functioning, then clearly that he's not, that the Sakhar's not his, not his brand. Shevet Levi is different. Shevet Levi is the Klei Kodesh. It's, it's a different, it's a different Bechina. It's, 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 it's that Maya Vedah is not in the greater world. On the outside, my and world, my world, well, my home like my my is within the confines of the community, not leaving the outer walls, but being there to service the community itself. The Yingerman and the Rabbi, or, or the Rabbi, or the Rabba, or whatever, it, 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 it's a different it's a different Avaida, right? But just to understand that this concept of, 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 of a person... Is this is my Kiddush. It's a very interesting fillet. Yeah. Very, but he fits the Pesukim. Kitaiv. Like, he looked at the jobs in the world. He said, I want to do that. But the Pesukim says he's a donkey who holds yeah. stuff. So it, clearly he's not taking... He's not sitting back on the beach because he says he's got big, thick legs. It says he crouches and he, and he, and, and he holds on to a, to a load, right? So he's working. Right. Just like someone's working in the field. But he's working in his Gemara. And he just said, would I work in the field or I'll work in my Gemara? I want to do it here. I want to do it in Territories. Can I get Menucha? Can I get Chavez? Like, whatever, right? Yeah, exactly. But, but it always bothered me. I was always wondering, like, this Levi, Sacha, like, it's very interchangeable. Like, we, we get all confused. Like, people throw this thing around. You know, Levi was a servant of the, of the Kihila. Like, he didn't sit in Kihila all day long. He worked from age 25 until 50. And even after 50, he still had jobs. Avada, they had to be in the base managers. They had to learn. They had to teach. They had to inspire. Like, it was part of their job, but like, but they, they weren't they weren't sitting there with their Gemara, you know, overcoming ADD and and and, and just pounding out Klesin the This is not what they were doing, you know. That is another form of turning the, the Gashmis and flipping it into into light, just like the guy in the office who has to go through all these sins of all the all the kfira and all the arayas and and, and, and the sign of, of of having to be crooked with his wealth and crooked with his business deals and, and overcoming that and being erlach, right? That's also flipping the dark into in, into light, but. What I think comes out beautiful in the Shemesh Shmuel that all Kalei is a star and we all have our job to live in our Chelok and Eretz where we have our dark darkness and to take that darkness and to flip it and it's almost Bechina what I'm tying is the Kayin Levi is almost Bechina of Yaakov Esav the way it was supposed to be. Kalei went back to that division that we were supposed to have in the first place and you look in the Machna it's the same thing also. Machna Leviya was in the, was, was in, was in the center. Machin Yisrael was, was around the, the periphery in, 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 in the outer world. Esau was meant to function in the outer world. Yaakov was meant to function in the inner world. Kain Levi ended up being the Yaakov, and the, the old Kleistra ended up being the, 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 the Esau, Haraya. The, the Melech is not supposed to, the Chashmonai were punished. The Melech is supposed to come from Yehuda, right? It's supposed to come from the, from the, from the Shvatim. One representative from each mother, one from Binyamin, Meshech Ben Yosef, Shaul Melech, and one from, and one from Yehuda. It's not meant to be from Kain Levi. Like, that's, that's not. Yeah. So, but, but, but what I'm tiny you see from this Ramchal is that we look at the Yitzhahara Kilo and the Gash means that we have to function in, as if it's a detour. And we don't understand that, that that's punked where, where our Hatzlacha is going to come from. That is where, where we're going to bring the light of a Kosh Baruch Hu into this, into, 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 the, into the world. That, that was the beautiful Nakud that was there. Yeah, what's up, Yitzhah? So, 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 so,
Oh, I don't know. And the muscle like that, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to tell you the muscle like that. The, 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 I, I mean, in his chassidish way, I, th- I think he's just saying is that, is that the pathways of Ashpa that come into the physical world, that bring the presence of Hashem into the world, is through the Shvatim, through their Avedah. Because they work in the Gashmias and they bring the Ruchnias into the Gashmias. Levi's Avedah is not to work through the Gashmias and bring the Ruchnias to the world. Levi's Avedah is there to be much more as a support system and a catcher between Klai Yisrael and Akosh Baruch Hu. Like the Kayan Gadol goes to fly Lufnim for all of Klai Yisrael and functions as that kind of The Kayan gives the Bracha to the Jewish people, bringing the Shef Hashem to the Jewish people, right? To help them in their Avedah. But the Kayan is. Right, right, right. That's their job, right? To open the curtain. That's the yeah. beautiful muscle. Right. Their job was to facilitate the the kesher. Right. It's it's very different. They're not out in the trenches. Trench warfare is left for the shvatim. That's 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 uh, that's it. But trench warfare is tov me'od. That's what Rambam is saying. There's a hevcha chayshach la'or. Right, the asset salmovis, lenoiga, to bring the darkness and to make it shine. That's the job of Kleiser. So a person thinks, man, I gotta go to work. I gotta, I have this challenge in my life. I have this challenge with this kid. A person's got a special needs kid. And he says, like, well, it's all, it's all detour. That, that's, that's where your steiging is gonna come. But we have to line 15 or no? Yeah, okay. So just, we, well, the original plan was to read through this and to go later, but I, I wanna share a word from this week's partial also. I think very much so illustrates this concept of is saying the idea of, of, of flipping the, bringing out the yichud through the, through the gashmias that exists within the framework of the gashmias of this world. Um, There's an incredible malbim. It's a little bit of a cheshbin, but uh, I think what comes out is very beautiful. The malbim um, is, is troubled with a couple things. First off, chazal tell us, bachay tivke belayla. Right, that, that they cried at night, and they also darshan for the psukim and by the miraglim that it was the crying because they cried that night, so therefore they're going to cry forever, and both bate mikdashas will be destroyed. Bachli tivke, it says in 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 what are you reading? Echa bachli tivke. That's one base of mikdash tivke. Another 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 base of mikdash will be destroyed. Even the Ramazim in this week's parsha as well. The Chazal bring that it was the direct result of the miraglim. That the um, that the that the base of mikdash was 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 destroyed. David Melch also says it in in in, in Tehillim um, as well. He says we also beeretz chemda v'yisa yadai lahem lahapil zaram begayim. So they they were dis- disgusted. Says in Tehillim Tehillim kufav. They were disgusted by um, a land that was that was desirable, and v'yisa yadai lahem lahapil zaram begayim. And he uh, he lifted his hand to spread this. Them, them by the goyim, lizroisam ba art to to sow them, to sow them in the, in the land. Um, also, Pasnin Chazkul also says right. So, um, so he wants to know. So, if if we find the Chazal are darshaning that the Meraglim was a direct cause of um, Golis and destruction based on Mikdash, and a Davla Malach is telling us that Meraglim was. Cause the Shemesh Mikdash. Why do we have no remis for it in the Torah? It doesn't say anything of that in the in, in the Torah B'chlau. He also tells on 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 Psukim later on. Um, where you have an interesting conversation between Hashem and Moshe. Um, one second. Here. It says, he says, Ata Yigdal Akayah Hashem, Kashibarta Lemor, Hashem Hashem, okay, fine. Slachno, forgive them, right, fine. The Emra Hashem, Slachli Kitvarecha, I forgive them. The Ulam, says Hashem, Chayani, I am alive. Vimolai Kvoid Hashem is Kol Aritz, and my glory fills the whole world. See all these people that saw my my glory and my signs that I did in the in the, in, in Mitzrayim and in the Midbar, and they tested me these ten times. They didn't listen to my voice. Um, and if they will see the land that I promised to my to the forefathers, and all those who menatzai, all those who angered me, lo yaru will not see except for Kalev, etc. Okay, he says I forgive you, and then he goes and he punishes them. Well, like much forgiveness that's going on over there. Not only that, there's this weird line that, that's interposed. Ulam, however, I'm alive and I fill the whole world. What in the world is that referring to? I'm alive and I fill the whole world. What's the we're talking about over here? Not only that, Vaiter, yeah, okay, so, so, so again, that's so he says I forgive them. Next thing you know, he's punishing them, and there's this awkward line in the middle that I'm I'm alive and I fill the world, right? What what Shaykhas? So the mom wants to say the following side. He wants to say, 
that Chazal tell us, uh, there's Chazal Rashi brings it on Dvarim, that that um, if Lu Yitzur didn't have the Chet Meraglim, Moshe would have brought them into Eretzral, based on Mikdash would have been built, and it wouldn't have been destroyed, and everything would have been done by Derech Nisi. There would have been a fighting, would have been done through miracles. There would be no need for physical battle. The Ebsher would have cleared the Gaim, and he would have done a good job clearing all the Gaim. Who says that? The, the Malbim brings up, but, but Chazal, there, there, there's, I'm picking up, I don't, I don't have a Dvarim here. Yeah, I have here. What? It's based on Chazal. Chazal, yes. Chazal, here. here. In, in Dvarim... Rashi brings out. There are many Chazal about this, but, 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 um, but Rashi speaks of the idea that there would have been no need for a Malchama. Isn't there? Um, if I can't find it right now, I'll find it for you later. Okay. One second. It's in the beginning of one of these parshas. Basically, some lotion over there that like you would have just gone in and taken it. So Rashi says that, that you wouldn't have needed for Melchama. But once you sent the Miraglim, so everyone's bedayik in the Rashi that it was from the sending of the Miraglim that caused that to happen. The moment they started being nachas to Teva, that's when they had to fight. It wasn't the actual chait itself that the Rashi and the Medayik over there. But I forgot there's a lotion over there. But that's why by Yeshua it was okay. It was okay. They, because they so, weren't going there. So they weren't going, exactly. So he's going he's gonna to he's gonna, he's gonna on that. But, but there are many chazal to that point, but there's one particular Rashi where, I don't mean, somewhere in Dvarim, the, the, the Moshe tells Kalei Yisrael, you would have just gone in, but then you, right? Mashra says, Rashi, you would have gone in without needing to fight. And, and Rashi says, but once you set the Moraglam, now you need, right? So he's quoting a Medrash over there. But, but, but there, there are plenty of Medrashim to, to this point. Um, the other interesting the Kud is that later on, Moshe Rabbeinu, after he does the chait by by um, by by Meimiriva, he says he says Dvarim, um, he's he he's I think he's Hashem got got or he's Aber bi Hashem biglalchem Hashem got angry at me because of you, which is very funny because it's not true. It's because Moshe did a chait, right? So it's not because of Kol Yisrael. Why is he saying biglalchem? It's your fault. Why why Kol got angry at me, right? Says the mob. So over there, it's, it's an interesting thing, right? If we would ask what was Moshe Rabbeinu's chait, the answer is forty different shitas in the Rishonim, right? What's up, shot? Rashi says, Ramban says, Rambam says, Avodah says, uh, Sforno says, Arbarbanel says, right? Akeda says, everybody's got their own shot. What's up, shot? Terrence says it's because it's not clear what Moshe did. Why is it not clear? The Torah purports to what is Pashib shot. And Metzius, right? There was no Pashup Shah in the sin because the chait was so dark that it's not something that could have been written straight out on the Torah because of the fact that it didn't have enough of a grounding in, in physical Pshat Metzius. Therefore, it's left up in the air and therefore all the Mephorshim can give some inkling or idea what it was. That means that the, the chait we're talking about Moshe was a remez upon a remez of a remez of a chait because if Lu Yitzur would have been, it would have been concrete. It would have been written in, in the Pesukim. The Pesukim only deal with concrete reality. The chait clearly was not concrete. In fact, even if you look at the Mahalakha Rashi over there, it was like a shell game, right? It's almost like the, the guy with the, in, the, in the streets got the shells and, the, and, the, and he's moving the shells around, right? The rocks were moving. Moshe was trying to follow. It was a setup. The Ebesher was setting Moshe up so he shouldn't be able to go into, into Eretz. So yes, obviously Moshe had to do something because otherwise his schuyas would have allowed him to, 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 to enter. But that something was so minuscule and clearly it was a range of Koshbaro was trying to get him. It was an entrapment that was going on. So Moshe says, it was your fault why Koshbaro did this to me. Why? You weren't holding on the Madrega. You weren't holding on the Madrega that I should should come in that and that and that and that and that and that you should live with Derek Nisim. But he says not just that you are on the Madrega. The Mishnah in Sanhedrin has a machloikis over there whether or not the door of Midbar is gonna have Olam Haba or not. What was so terrible the door of Midbar did? They did absolute kfira. What was the absolute kfira? Baruch Hu, like it says in the Psukim. The people, Hashem says, they saw my signs, they saw my wonders, right? Right? They saw my glory, my signs. And I did for the Mitzrayim. They saw the Midbar, they saw the Mon, they saw all of it. And they're going to test me these ten times and not listen to my voice? What a terrible Chil Hashem. You see the reality of Akash Baruch so clear. Hashem says, I'm going to take you with Israel. I'm going to wipe all your enemies out for you, and you're going to go in without having to lift a finger. And you deny that? That is a Kfira, that was a, that's a Kfira at the extreme of Kfira. And therefore, that, that's an apicorus at that point, where you have a tzad that they shouldn't get, they shouldn't get, they shouldn't get Olam Haba, because where they, where they were where they were holding. Malbim says a great chiddish. He says, once though, right, Moshe Rabbeinu was taken out, it says, says, tell Yeshua, the chaz came, give him strength. Why give him strength? Because Yeshua now is going to have to fight a war, which is why we're told that, 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 that like over and over and over again. Right. 
because it's a different role than Moshe Rabbeinu. He's going to have to fight. He needs strength, right? Right? And it says it also in the beginning of Sefer Yoshua also, right? I even saw he brings over here that the, that the Malach, he encounters Yoshua. I don't know what Makori has, but Moshe Rabbeinu had sent that away because he didn't need the Malach to help him fight. His fighting was going to come directly from from a Kodesh Baruch Hu. they wouldn't have needed even, even an army that only resulted from, from, from Yoshua. And that's why Yoshua was allowed to send Miraglim because they were doing a fight, and when you're doing a fight physically, you're allowed to do Hishtadlis. The, the Miraglim setting spies was, was absurd because of the fact that there was no Hishtadlis necessary because they were supposed to just let a Kodesh Baruch Hu do it all, and therefore it was a Kfir on a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So he says that once it downgraded that Yoshua would have to fight, Kosh did a chesed, and, and the fact that they kvetched and wanted to send Miraglim, he looked at it after already things switched over to Yoshua. Meaning, ultimately, did they need to do Hishtadlis in Eretz Israel? Yes, because Yeshua was in control. At the time, did they need it? No. The chesed of Akash Baruch Hu was is that he downgraded them to a world of Teva, which would then excuse the Mafreya, their desire, that's what he says, their, their, their desire, right, I'm afraid their, their desire to want to send Meraglim. In the end of the day, them wanting to send Meraglim is okay because they were going to, I at the time. So you're saying, according to the Mabim, it really wasn't different, but now that they were on a lower level, it was okay? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, so but Akash Baruch Hu was willing to look at it based on the sof uh-huh. and not based on the tchila. And that was a way of forgiving their, their hate. So he says, Salachti Kidvarecha, right? He's saying, okay, so now there won't be any Nisim anymore at this point. I forgive them. How do I forgive them? So there's an interesting Chazal where, where Moshe says, Ebra, no, I want to go into the land. And Chazal say, Moshe, Hashem tells Moshe, pick, you want Salachti or you want Ebra, no? Pick which one do you want, right? What's Chazal saying? You, Moshe, I'll fill one. I'll give you. I'll give you a wish. Which one do you want? Do you want Salachti or Ebrana? You pick. Well, Kosh Baruch is a genie. He's limited to one wish, right? The void is like this. They're mutually exclusive, says the Malbim. If you want Salachti, Moshe, you can't come in the land because then it's going to be through Nisim, and therefore when they were fetching, it would have been Api courses, and 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 they're not going to get a Chel Golam Haba, right? However, if if you come in the land, I can remove Salachti, and we can not give them their Chel So you pick. There are two things that are mutually exclusive. Either you come. And Mashiach comes, and, and there's going to be a ticket based on Mikdash, right? And, and then what they did by not wanting to come in would have been an absolute act of, of, of Kfira. Or Salachti, I can forgive them by downgrading everything to Teva, which precludes you from coming because you live in the world of Yisim. He forgave them, you're saying? Moshe like, wasn't allowed to go in. That wasn't that the Ebrana that no. he got angry? No, no, that's me. He's Aber Bilam, different, different buzzing. Ebrana, he says, let me enter into the, oh, enter, 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 enter into the land. Oh, so, Chazal, yeah, yeah, so, so Chazal say that the Hashem turns the motion and says, yeah. pick one you want. You want to come in or you want Slachti? Oh, yeah. Which one do you want, right? So, the, the, the Chazal's a funny Chazal. Like, it, it, you only get one wish, right? It's okay, but you're going to die. You got a wish. You want to come in there? It's all. You want me to forgive them. You pick. Suck the album. They're mutually exclusive, right? Because if you come in, they're not getting forgiven because what they did is a terrible Kfira then. Whereas if you don't come in and everything downgrades to Teva, so then the fact they wanted the Samaraglam is not such a bad thing. At the time it was, but Hashem's Chesed, he's willing to Cheshman it based on the end result. Now, this is the Malbim says, not, 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 on the, not, on the, not on the early result. Does that make sense, what's going on over here? Okay, okay. So why am I telling you all this? Because the Malbim says something beautiful. He says, because had it been with the original plan that Moshe would have gone in, the Tikkun only would have been for Eretz Yisrael. And for the Zion Umus, that would have been conquered. The Ishafcha, the flipping of Choshech, only would have been in Eretz Now that Golis came, and, and we're left to the world of Teva, so he says, why is it Golis came? Because now that we're left to Teva and we have to fight in Teva, we weren't able to remove all the Goyim. The Goyim were still there. They're still there today, aren't they? And what did the Goyim do? They influenced the Yidim. They caused the Yidim to do a Zara. And that's what led to the destruction of the Mishnah. Had we gone in with Moshe Rabbeinu, there would have been Nisim, we would have wiped all the Goyim out. There would have been no negative influences whatsoever. Ayin Sham, the entire Navi, right? All, all the Sefer of, of, of Nach, right? There would have been no negative influences. We wouldn't have sinned. And there would be no need for destruction of the Mishnah. And there would be no, no, no Golis. And we wouldn't have been scattered to the four corners of the earth. Now that it was Al Piteva, and we weren't. What? We wouldn't have needed. No, the entire safer. Oh, oh, oh Navi to come and correct us. Yes, yes, you're right. We wouldn't, right? We wouldn't have needed, right? right well, we still need a leader, but yeah, right. But right, we wouldn't, right? The Navi's job was to correct them for what they did. You're right. We wouldn't have had all those, all those, all, 100%, all those Naviim. But now that it's Alpiteva and the Gaim are left around, and therefore we're going to learn from them, that's what caused Gullus. So says the Malbim that if Lu Yitzur wasn't for the Chait, we would never have been misaking the entire Bria. Like the, the Psukim say in the end that all the Goyim gathered again, the Safa Brura, they all gathered together with a clear language, and they all, like the, like the Kapitlach we say on Yom Kippur, that even the far out islands, right? Even the Japanese, who have no Shaykhs to, to the Bible, are going to one day say the Yichud of a Baruch Hu in the world, right? That's only a, pr- a, a product of the fact that the Kleiser was planted 
and the Arba Knafos Aretz. That only came about because of the Chet Maraglim. The Chet Maraglim that we had to fight in Teva and we couldn't get the Gaimah, and the Gaimah therefore got us to do a virus, causing us to spread out. Ultimately, it's what spread the Yidim across the world, which brought the knowledge of Akash Baruch to the world, and to say a little more chesidish, or a little more spiritual than the way the Malbim says it, less litzvish, by doing our Aveda in the four parts of the world, we were able to flip the darkness in the four parts of the world to Or, and we brought the entire Bria one day into the Geula Ha'asida, right? It's, 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 a, it's a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing to think that because we messed up, and because we had Gullis, in the end of the day, we sunk deeper into the Gashmias, we sunk deeper into the four corners of the earth, and that's what Taka enabled, that we could schlep the entire Bria back to Geula by being far-flung, by having a Holocaust, by having Taka Vatai, by having the Inquisition, by having all the things that the Yidim have gone through, by going through the Trefa Medina of America, right? By being, by, by being in, in, in Arba Knafas Aris is what was brought that. And that's the Lashon Hashem says Zriya. In fact, the, the beautiful we're learning right now in, in, in Hilchaz Niske Akum, and, uh, and um, in the Malbim brings this example also, this Medrash, the Smag says over there that even though there might be Kulas and stealing from Goyim, debatable, you have to check out the Sugi over there, he says that, that the Medrash says that we're in this long Gullus to be Marba Gerim. He says, therefore, one should always be honest in business with Goyim as well too, because you'll scare him off, and the Gerim won't want to convert. It's a funny medrash. We're in this long gullus to be Marba Gerim? The answer is yes. All those Nakudas, right? Even Esav, right? Esav, who, who, who went to the Gashmians, got kicked out. We said they were Nakudas Toivis that were even in, in, there was light in the darkness of Esav. Who was that? That was Antoninus, right? Those were the Gerim, the Gerim Tzedek, Unklas Ager, that would one day, that would, that would, that would one day, that would one day come out. So, so too, that in this gullus that we're in, we're there to take all the, what the Sfarim called Nitzitzos, right? All the sparks of light that's Tumen in the Gashmias, in the darkness of the gullus. We're in this long gullus in order to pull them out. So the very gashmias that we're in, we're there to mahapach and to bring ore, and, and that's the vort that we're there to be to be kailed the gerim. So it's just it's a fascinating thing that you would ask like, should we have messed up with the chet maragum? The answer is no. Terrible thing to do. Now that we messed up, are we irredeemable? Even though we've sunk in deeper in the gashmias, we spread out right. In fact, the lush in the medrash over there says by the fact that we're there to makabel the gerim, that Kosh seeded us. He he's zria. He sprouted us. He um, he sowed us. In, in the Gaulas. Why Lashon of, of, of sowing? Because a seed, the Malbim says, is something which breaks down the earth, it loses its form, and it forms something much more beautiful that was there before. When it grows, the Mitzrayim, it was like a seed that we broke apart. The Dora Mabul had to go away in order to allow for the sprouting of Avravino. So too, for the final Gula to come, Rasham Zeichud and his oneness, his, his Mekadosh of Shemayim, and all the parts of the world requires cholesterol be broke down and beat up and the gullus in order to bring that out. And that's Lashem Zerati that I, I sprouted you throughout the, throughout the earth. So just, it's an interesting ha'ara, just to we'll leave here, that just like a person's personal life, we shouldn't look at the detour that we have and say it's a detour, Adarab, is where we're going to bring the light out of the darkness. So to gullus, we look at gullus like a detour. Oh man, like we messed up, now we have to go in the gullus, like what a detour. It's not a detour, it's not a detour. It is our Aveda. It is ultimately what's going to bring the biggest teak into the Bria. And had we not gone into Gauls, we would have only Eretz the, 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 the rest of the world would not. All these beautiful neshamas that could have been schlepped in, all of the Gaim that could have some role being toffled to the Jewish people, they lost that opportunity. They they, we're giving all the to the Gaim by being in Gauls and doing our Aveda. It's just interesting, Chabad, if you look in the back of a Tanya, they, they print a Tanya in every single city across the world. You guys seen this, right? So you look at the back of a Tanya, you'll see all the Tfusim that they have. And they hold... What? They literally. Like, they, they, this, is, this is their philosophy. They go all the way back, and I'll end with this. They go all the way back with the Maisa, the Balshemtiv, on Rosh Hashanah. Right? The Balshemtiv got to some spiritual place in Shemayim, and he found his way into the deepest chambers he ever had done by meditating and leaving his guf, and he runs into Melchim Mashiach in some chamber, and he says, Mosai Ka'asi Mar, one is master coming. And Mashiach turns to him and says, We have Futsa. When your wellspring, it's a pasuk in the Navi, when your wellspring comes out. So the Chabad scripts took that very literally, that they hold their chassidus is really the, the Iker chassidus, and therefore they publish a tanya everywhere, and that's the wellspring coming out. But even if you're not Chabad, to understand all of us have our own mayan that we have, right? We all have to bring out what we can contribute in the Bria, our mayanasa, in the darkest place we are, and convert it to light, and that's what's going to bring ultimately the gula lost So don't look at the darkness or the gullus or a person's challenges as a detour. Look at it as the mokum that you could flip and you can convert into 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 into